today's homily will not be based on the gospel, but on the second reading. And I'd like to give you a little bit longer of what people have come to call my teaser about the second reading. Um, for the last several weeks, we've been hearing from the first letter of Paul to the Corinthians. You might know that this is my favorite letter by Paul, as are the other seven or 13 that he wrote. They're all my favorite. But the third, 11th, 12th, and 13th chapters of Corinthians are amazing. The Corinthian community was probably the closest thing they existed at the time to a university campus. There were people there who, in Corinth, who followed Apollo, and they were really into studying. There were people living there who followed Aphrodite and belonged to sexual cults. There were sailors. There, were, there was a word at the time, a phrase, they said, to act like a Corinthian, which meant to engage in debauchery. And this is one of the places that St. Paul set up one of his first Christian communities. And the early Corinthians, once St. Paul left, they sort of fell back into some of their practices. And the first letter to the Corinthians is Paul writing to them saying, you know, you're not doing it quite right. And he talks about the guy who's living with his stepmother and talks about the people fighting about what they should wear. And then he has this big, long section about the fact that when they gathered for a meal that the rich people would eat inside and leave the poor people outside. And then once they finished the meal, they'd let the poor people in to celebrate Mass together. And what we have been hearing are some of the most amazing bits of theology based on him trying to explain why this is a bad thing. This is where we hear him talk about the Last Supper. about This is where we have our earliest record. He explains what Christ did at the Last Supper in context for why we share together. And then he says to them after that, he says, whoever eats the bread and drinks the cup of the Lord unworthily will have to answer for the body and blood of the Lord. This isn't about individual holiness. It's about whether you're respecting the other people in the assembly. They are the body of Christ. And if you're not respecting them then how in the world can you receive the body and blood of Christ worthily when you're already disrespecting the body and blood of Christ? He says, well, maybe you don't understand that. And then he goes into this whole idea of the metaphor of the different parts of the body. That was a very familiar thing. It was a familiar analogy that was used in political circles. And it was the idea of shut up and do what you're told. Nero is the head of the body, and you're just an insignificant little toe, and you have no important part. You need to place, do that. You need to just be humble, be stoic, and accept it. Paul takes this on his head and says, no, it's the idea that we're interdependent. We all are needed. He says, well, maybe that doesn't work for you. I have yet another more marvelous way to explain that, and that's what our reading is about today. Keep that in mind as you hear it. You've heard this passage a lot of times, but keep it in mind that it's about interdependence, about how we are the body of Christ, and how all of us are interdependent on each other. 